Welcome to Rocky Horror Minute, the special Halloween episode. I am your host, Kelvira, Mistress of the Night. And I'm your other host, wearing the best-selling prefab Halloween costume this year, generic sexy Rocky Horror podcaster, which is just (laughs) me with cat ears and lowered inhibitions. I did not think your inhibitions could go any lower. Ah, but here we are. Now... Leandra, tonight we're doing something a little different. Why don't you take us through the program for the evening? Okay, so we are not going to review a minute of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We have something very special for you. We are going to review Tim and Meat's one-stop Rocky Horror Shop, which was an SNL skit. And after that, we're going to tell some spoopy stories. And, you know, just see how it goes. So let me let me kind of set the stage for you with Tim and Meat's One Stop mm-hmm. Rocky Horror Shop. It originally aired on December 5th, 1981. Tim Curry was the host and Meatloaf was the musical guest. And they created this thing that has become an iconic piece of Rocky Horror history. In the skit, Tim Curry and Meatloaf sell Rocky Horror branded merchandise and have the <laughs> world's greatest time and might or might not be on drugs. Yeah. My guess is that um, the lines were written on poster board or something, given the fact that they, they're they both kind of doing their best with the line delivery, um, which is not to say that they're doing a bad acting job. It's more of a let's focus on the skit job. Yeah, when Leandra first showed this to me, she told me, they were clearly high when they did this and it made it amazing. And I thought she meant like they had smoked weed or something like that. But when I watched it, I realized, well, it was the eighties and uh, they partied the way we all party uh, while I wasn't born, but, uh, (laughs) but I made up for lost time anyway. uh, Yeah. Somebody probably both of them did like a lot of blow. It seemed like, yeah. Uh, Tim Curry, if uh, you're hearing this or Meatloaf and you're upset that I said that, I'm really sorry. Please get in touch with me and, you know, let me know what you were actually on. We'll set the record have... straight. Yeah. Uh, th- this is maybe my roundabout way of getting to meet you. I don't know. But based on the behavior, they were, well, they're very enthusiastic. And we're going to give you a little taste of that tonight. Yes, we're going to do for you, for Halloween, because it's a special, and you are special, a dramatic reading of the script that I transcribed because it didn't exist transcribed anywhere else. Yeah, at least not that we could find. We will post the link to that video on our Twitter and Facebook pages, Rocky Horror Minute so that you can see it. It's on the official Saturday Night Live YouTube page, and it is honestly great fun. So without further ado, here is Leandra and I dramatically reenacting that sketch. I am Kelly. Oh. 
you are. But who are you playing, dumbass? To say I'm playing, I will be playing the part of Tim Curry. And tonight, for your entertainment, I will be portraying Meat Loaf. Oh, honor, <clears throat> honor to meet you, Mr. Loaf. So, hello, I'm Tim Curry. And uh, I'm Meat Loaf. And a few years back, we did a little film called Rocky Horror Picture Show. You might have heard of it. And then there's applause. And then they talk at the same time. We were unknowns when the film was made, but and the, oh, I'm going Australian. We were unknowns when the film was made, and the movie was on the biggest. Was, and the movie went on to be the biggest cult for film in history. People line up to see it a hundred times. They dress like the characters and they throw things at the screen. The movie made millions of dollars. Yeah, but Tim and I didn't make a dime. Speak for yourself. Hey, man, like you got paid? And that's why we're opening. Hey, the- you got paid? That's why we're opening the Tim and Meets Run Stop Rocky, Rocky Horror Show. Show. Listen here. All the Rocky Horror props you need under one roof. You say, you say, that's right, you've already got a water pistol. Well, let me tell you. You don't have the official Rocky Horror Show rock water pistol. Absolutely. Endorsed by Tim Curry, only $24.99 and has range and accuracy! Now listen here, I'm not worried and you know why, because, because I've got the official, that's right, the official Rocky Horror News... Uh, Rocky Horror Show newspaper. You might expect 20, pay 20 for bucks for this, but I'm going to tell you what, you know. And then he turns to Tim Curry and says, stop squirting me, sucker. Anyway, listen, we're going we're gonna to rip the prices in half here, right in front of you. We're going to rip the prices in half, and you can get this paper for only 10 bucks. <sighs> Go ahead and squirt me. A lot of you say, Tim, I want to go to the Rocky Horror Show. Absolutely. But I've never been before. I know it. Well, how will I know what to say? Well, all your worries are over thanks to the official Rocky Horror Guidebook. Show it to him, Timmy. Isn't it beautiful? Rocky Horror. It tells you what to say, when to say it, and you'll know when to say, oh, damn it, Janet. Not meatloaf again tonight. Riff Raff, show us your mother. Yeah, mother. Even words we can't say on television, but you can shout them out with confidence when you've got the Rocky Horror Guidebook. That's right, and if you order now, I mean, I mean, if you order right now, that's now. I'm not talking about later, I mean now. I mean you're gonna win. That's right, you're gonna get a free handful of rice. Rice. That's what we got. You're probably saying, look, I've got all the props, but on Rocky Horror Night, you gotta look right, and you will with official Rocky Horror outfits. Absolutely. And guys, you'll look your best in the only official Frankenfurter outfit endorsed by me, Tim Curry. Rice. And the Frank (laughs) Frank model comes out and says, when you step out in one of these snappy outfits, you'll be the toast of any late night screening. Did you say... Toes! Ha 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 ha! That's right, the official! You got it! Rocky Horror Toast! Eight bucks! bucks. 
And at that price, you'll want to take out loaves and loaves. Loaves, loaves, loaves. That's exactly right. And then I don't remember that the Tim and Meats One Stop Rocky Horror Shop Westchester Syosset Paramus Mall in Flushing, Queens. So that that was pretty. Andrew, how did that go for you? <laughs> um. Well, I don't do drugs, so. Yeah. Um. And I'm renowned for my accent work, mm-hmm. and I think that that was probably some of my best. Um. I'd have to say good day. The entire that. yeah, the entire time I was like, be less Australian, be less Australian, and I was like doubling down. So. I hope everybody had fun with that. We certainly did. But yeah, definitely watch the YouTube video. You're thinking like we were being over the top, but they were so much more energetic than that and crazy. Absolutely. But this wouldn't be Rocky Horror Minute if I didn't have excruciatingly detailed notes about Mm -hmm. the thing that we are showcasing. So as I said, this was... December 5th, 1981. We know that Tim Curry and Meatloaf were in it, but there were other actors in the skit. There's Tim Kazarinski, who was the model of the Frank costume. Tim, I think, is best known for his time on SNL as a cast member, but he was also in several of the Police Academy films as Sweet Chuck. Then there's Christine Ebersole, who modeled the Janet costume. I'd say she's best known for her more stunning performance as Richie Rich's mom, Mrs. Rich, in the 1994 cinema masterpiece, Richie Rich. And also for her work in 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street as Lee Belfort. She also does some voice acting as White Diamond and White Pearl in Steven Universe. So she's still going strong. Yeah, she's still working. Good for you, Christine Ebersole. The next person who played the model of the magenta costume. It's uncredited, and I did a lot of looking at pictures of cast members and looking to see who was in that show and credited for other skits. And I'm fairly sure it's Mary Gross. So other than SNL, she was also in Practical Magic as Debbie, who was in the PTA at the kids' school. And some fun features in the shop. They're they're selling Rocky Horror merchandise. And there's no reason that SNL had to go this hard. But they sure did. Uh, Just gorgeous production photos everywhere. PR shots from the film. They're selling red sequin bow ties. Rocky lips buttons. Columbia buttons. Sunglasses, if you're playing a Transylvanian. Glitter hat. What appears to be the actual Eddie jacket from the movie. Yeah. I mean, honestly... Watching this, I was like, those costumes are pretty screen accurate. The Janet and Magenta that came out, at least, I was like, I can't clock these. They look good. So I wish this shop existed so that I didn't have to cobble this together from, like, ship from thrift stores. Um, I would also totally buy, like, the framed, you know, production photos and things. I don't know why they, or I guess I don't know how they got all of this stuff because I'm pretty sure that the New York cast and I think Ron Maxwell would be able to correct me if I'm wrong about this um, among several other people but I'm going to name drop Ron Maxwell because he's cool and 
I don't think that they had all of this merch, but I might be wrong. It's 1981. Who knows? Um, In addition to showcasing the actual Eddie jacket, uh, there are also books, programs, pearls, stockings, water pistols, lips, T-shirts. Looks like there's lab coats and maybe Magenta's apron. There's even this weird Eiffel Tower hat rack covered in more glittery Columbia top hats. The walls are lined with movie posters and posters from fan magazines. Tim, of course, since I'm going to talk about the costumes. Of course. From top to bottom, he is wearing, I'm fairly certain, a cap that personally belongs to him. It's a dark blue baseball cap and has a white patch on the front that says Mozart on it, which lines up really well with when Tim Curry played Mozart in the original cast of Amadeus in 1980, for which he was nominated for a Tony but lost out to Sir Ian McKellen, who played Salieri in the same show. Oh my god, Salieri's vindication! So, if only he were alive to see the actor who played him beat the actor who played Mozart, then, uh, oh, you know, his bitterness would just, you know, vanish. Although, I, my understanding is that uh, Salieri was actually respected in his time, and that was just all kind of made up for the movie. Yeah. And honestly, I'm happy that Sir Ian McKellen won. I I didn't see this production for a couple of reasons. Um, and I can only imagine that as a Rocky fan, I have to say that Tim Curry was robbed. But Ian <laughs> McKellen's good. Um, now, imagine Sir Ian McKellen playing Frankenfurter, if you will. I already have. I'm still thinking about it. Okay, that's fair. Um, I know somebody who, uh, according to her, saw his balls. Tim Curry's or Ian McKellen's? (laughs) Ian McKellen's. Why why is that something that you would think is silly for me to ask? (laughs) No, I'm laughing because of the way you were looking at me. Jesus. But yeah, um, she she worked, I guess, like on like some kind of stage crew or something on some show he was on a long, long time ago. And he was wearing a kilt with supposedly nothing under it. Good for him. So she saw his balls. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's nice. Anyway. Um, anyway, speaking of <laughs> things that people wear on their bodies... Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry to derail the costume discussion. It's okay, this is very important. Tim Curry is wearing a tan suit jacket with notch lapels, a white shirt, and a very thin textured red and white thatch tie and black pants with a belt. For reasons I don't fully understand, it doesn't look great, but it also looks amazing. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. And then Meatloaf is wearing... A gold necklace with a thick gold cross, a blue striped sweatshirt, and a gray vest left unbuttoned. I think he's wearing black pants. Uh, You don't really see for sure because the shirt is untucked. Um, He could be pantsless. I just don't think that that's likely. I have worn this outfit, I'm pretty sure. But you were pantsless. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I loved it. 
though. It's very funny and um, entertaining. Maybe not like for the reasons the writers hoped it would be. Yeah, I like that they they kind of break their character a lot in this. Yeah, and I know that's really frustrating as anyone involved with a comedy show that like actors breaking and like things like that is frustrating. But audiences love it. And I'm sure the audience. So. <laughs> I like all of the times that they cut each other off and feel awkward about it because that's what we do. We can just say that we're channeling them. So the drugs though. I really tried to get some sort of confirmation of what drugs they took or wow. something. <laughs> I would be shocked if that existed. I, I don't know why I thought that there'd be an interview with them going, yeah, it was cocaine. <laughs> what of it? Um, but after doing a little bit of research, this would have lined up with what appears to be the apex of their drug use kind of separately. I know Tim Curry said via Twitter on why he did The Worst Witch, which I know was a couple of years later. Um, he posted, cocaine is really expensive. I'm just kidding. I had a mortgage and I'm, I fancied Diana Riggs since 1965. Sue me. And Again, it was the 80s. Yeah, we all know and, it was cocaine. So Tim also released this song called I Do the Rock. And that was in 1979, and it was very popular to show before Rocky Horror um, shows. And it is a very coked out song. It's, I, I can't even describe what it's about or why it's Which is about. Why Leandra's going to sing a bit of it right no, not, now. No. You're killing me. All right. But seriously, um, thank you, Leandra, for doing all that research on that sketch. I really, really enjoyed doing that. That was delightful. I hope that everybody enjoys it. But if they don't, this episode is for us. Yeah, that's fine. It's Halloween, bitches. This is just a trick for all of you, if it's not a treat. All right, so what's next? Well, next, I thought we could spook everybody with some true tales of terror, some Rocky Horror tales from the crypt, if you will. Ooh. Leandra and I have been shadow casting for a long time, especially Leandra. I'm a bit younger. And, <laughs> and um, we have had some great times but we've also had some truly terrifying experiences and i thought we could both just uh just share one i think that'll be real nice yeah well yeah no it'll be terrifying it was a dark and stormy rocky horror night just like this one and the unsuspecting audience members filed into the sold-out show. The MC tried to warn them that there would be an underwear run that evening, during which freaks and ghouls of all types would strip down to nearly no clothes, though they are supposed to keep their naughty bits covered, in the words of the MC, which means you know, junk, basically, to use an unspooky term for it. I don't know, what would be a spooky term for for this? The, your, uh, your, 
your forbidden zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like your pumpkin seeds or something. <laughs> your pumpkin patch. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah! And, uh, your two big pumpkins, eh, Elvira. I'm dressed as Elvira right now, as far as the audience knows. So, anyway, yes, uh, two big pumpkins by Elvira. Stream it now. The MC warned them that they had to keep their pumpkin patch and any associated pumpkins covered one devilish audience member, a regular of the cast, did not heed the warning. He decided to instead ruin every single person's night. I was playing Janet that evening, and I had just sat down to what I thought would be a lovely and wholesome feast of meatloaf with some dear friends and two, no, three at that point, three lovers of mine. But it was not to be for when the MC announced that it was to be an underwear run, the audience members stood up and Kevin, the evil regular, stood to reveal that he was wearing a horrific man... I don't even know what to call it. A, a horrible tuxedo thong. And his asshole was basically just looking at me. And his balls were <laughs> spilling out. And Kevin reveled in our pain and agony. We all were shrieking. Then he proceeded to run Bye. in that... <laughs> Down, down the halls of the theater where simple folk who were not attending Rocky Horror, perhaps they were just getting out of the last showing of like Sense and Sensibility or Great Expectations or something. Is there even a movie of Great Expectations? I'm smart. But anyway, they were they were probably all coming out of very wholesome movies and then they had to see Kevin running with his just everything everything so that was one of the one of the most dreadful moments of my rocky horror career the the smug glee on kevin's face as he revealed to me such amounts of pubic hair as i never wished ah! to see from him <laughs> Uh, I literally, when he, when he stood up and I saw that, I just started screaming like, no, 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 but it was too late. I could not save the audience members or myself. So that is my very terrible tale of Rocky Horror Mayhem. What do you got, Leandra? So I, I have a question about that specific spooky tale. So was this the tuxedo thong or was this the the neon mankini? Oh uh, yeah, the, the Borat special that he also sometimes wears. I think the first time I saw it, it was unfortunately the tuxedo, which gave it an extra like level of mockery to me, <laughs> which just made it all the worse. So Kevin, if you're listening... And you probably will be after I say that we talked about your balls on the show. For several uh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. 
I hated that. Do you have any terrifying tales for us? Well, first I have a plot twist to your story. (gasps) I was there the day that Kevin's wife purchased the mankini from Spencer's. No! Betrayal! And I knew that it was there, and then my my brain immediately blocked it out. So when that was revealed to me, my response was, oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible to see. Uh, yeah. It was just, uh, it was just not what I was expecting. And this is, by the way, I am not, uh, I'm not commenting on Kevin's appearance. He's a very handsome man. Kevin, call me. But it's just that <laughs> when when your friend surprises you in that way, it, you have been got. Yes. And I was truly, well and truly got on that evening. I would say that this is the best sort of got. So my story. Yes. Many, many, many years ago, on a dark and stormy night such as the one where Kevin showed us his ball sack. A Columbia was getting ready to perform with a guest performing Eddie. This guest performing Eddie was one of the sweetest, funniest, kindest, most gentle giants of the world. Very kind, very sweet, very good at playing Eddie. But, unfortunately, this Columbia and this guest Eddie did not have time to do a dance call. So when it came time for them to do a dance together in the middle of Hot Patootie, the Columbia, thinking because she is a relatively large girl, was going to fake the lifts. But no, no, no. The guest performing Eddie is very strong and very dedicated to screen accuracy and attempted to do the lifts anyway, even though this Columbia was not ready, and in fact still had one of her feet on the ground. And because of this, there was a pop and then a buckling. But the Columbia wasn't aware of what happened. She was confused. When this Eddie started screaming, holy shit, I broke her fucking leg. I broke her fucking leg. Holy shit. So that Columbia goes, what? What? Oh, oh no. And (laughs) she could not put weight on it. It was not broken. But she did finish the show because she's stupid. Jesus Christ. That is when you tap out. uh, No. No. So what I think happened to this Columbia was she just dislocated her knee. She has bad knees anyway. And she she hobbled through the rest of it and really just kind of went through the rest of the movie with the adrenaline rush of I need to push through. This was also one of the very few occurrences where uh, this Columbia's love interest, her paramour, had taken that performance off and happened to be at Ben's Chili Bowl singing I Believe I Can Fly. (laughs) I'm not making this up. So this was many years ago. This was like, what, 1990? No, it was, 
it was fucking weird then. So, okay, right. so this Columbia uh, calls her paramour. And even though this Columbia has been totally fine the entire night, like not, not getting ready to cry, like just super okay with it. As soon as she hears her love interest voice, she bursts into tears. And she says, you're going to be so upset with me. I hurt myself real bad. And of course, this love interest, who is not a fucking asshole, was like, why would I be upset with you for hurting yourself? So they went to the hospital and the, the, the Columbia tried to explain to the nurses what happened. And because she was like very tired from doing Rocky and she's wearing all of this ridiculous mm-hmm. makeup uh, the the nurses said and was there any drug or alcohol use that contributed to this and that was when the columbia had to hang her head in shame and say no i'm sober <laughs> yeah landra this was not you right no Oh my god! I was like, bad knees? Stupid? Sober? Holy fuck, this is Leandro! <laughs> You're such a bitch. No, this was absolutely me. Um, and, oh, oh my god. And I felt so bad, but not not as bad as the guest performing Eddie, who genuinely wanted to die on his sword that night. And I was like, it is not your fault. I'm now putting the pieces together and learning that Dan was singing I Believe I Can Fly at Ben's Chili Bowl um, in not the 90s. No, this was like uh, probably 2015. This is semi-recent. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, that's an amazing story. And you, I swear to God, you've told me that story before and did not tell me it was about you. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, a friendship long together. reveal. Yeah, that was that was a true Rocky horror mystery that I just solved on this was like uh like an Agatha Christie novel. So I really hope uh hope everybody enjoyed that. It was that was an actually terrifying tale. Uh I mine was a silly one and I thought Leandra was gonna tell a silly one perhaps about like somebody pissing in a cup backstage it wasn't but... backstage. don't worry about it. it that does that doesn't happen at rocky except was that happens. you too because you told no, me that's no no. <laughs> no no <laughs> kelly no it was kevin no I'm <laughs> kevin comes backstage just to piss into a cup anyway um uh... uh... Oh but shit, no. do you remember the first time that we forced Kevin, who is not on cast, to to come backstage and play Rocky because I was, I think, very sick and couldn't perform? It was, honestly, I think the first time, like, we just didn't have one and, like, the casting said TBD. And when I got there, I was, like, playing Janet and I was like, so who's playing Rocky? And everyone kept being like, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. And I was like, why am I like why I am actually worrying about it who the fuck is this and yeah when when I we were in pre-show and I put the pieces together I again just started screaming no no but 
all that said, Kevin was very fun as Rocky and we had a great time. I think he's done it since then when he needed to fill in for Leandro or whatever. And we always have a fun time uh, during like Tucha and everything. He's great. Yeah, he is. He's actually quite the performer. Yeah. And if you're going to get dropped into a major character who, when you don't do Rocky and you don't know the like lines or whatever, as well as, somebody who prepared might be Rocky's the one to do it because you know he's as confused as you are and it you know your confusion can be a character choice yes but I yes okay but I think that this might be the end of our Halloween special woo Halloween ah ah ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) Kelly, what the fuck? They can't see that. No, that was just for you, babe. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Uh, I just lifted up my shirt to give Leandra a look at my two big pumpkins. I'm so upset. So let's fin- let's end this the same way we end all of our shows. <laughs> no. But I'm gonna do it in a chocula voice. No, no. you won't. Time not to go home, home, but you can't stay here. Oh, so get the, the fuck out! out. Oh. Uh.